Hello, lovely podcast people. Uh, I hope you're well. Been a few episodes since I've done episodes, episodes since I've done something on nutrition. So this hopefully enthuses you. Although, thank you so much for kind of all of your recommendations of the podcast, passing it round, putting on your stories on social media, etc. We had our biggest single day of downloads ever recently. It's just quite nice to see that things progressing, moving in the right direction. Obviously remaining very high in the charts in various different countries so it's just super cool so thank you so this episode has come off the back of uh, two two or three questions one was literally just does it matter when you eat and and provided no context and then another question which I think related to maybe carbs or eating after a certain time of day and this individual then actually followed it was like a question box question and then followed up with big long messages. I'm not sure if I replied to you, sorry. But I replied on my story, but you provided loads of other context of someone. Maybe I did, I do try to, but some days it's just so many messages and if 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 I feel like I'm doing right by you, like answering a question, you send me like a big long message, like, oh, this guy at the gym and he's ripped and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's really bad if you now hear this about you. I'm, I'm not... I don't mean to be mean. I want to help you. I'm recording this podcast for you. All right. Give me a break, man. Anyway, so I kind of answered your question there. And I just thought, you know what? It's something that is worth more than a six second, whatever story answer. Although it takes me a lot longer than that, by the way. Six seconds is how long it's viewed for. Hopefully use your thumb and hold the screen and read the message. And it takes you maybe a minute to read it. It took me 15 minutes to tap it all out on a phone. Anyway, <laughs> enough giving myself praise. So yeah, I just thought, I thought, do you know what, I should do several episodes around this topic, because I think in, originally I said, you know, it depends. It, the, the answer is it depends based on your goal, how much, you know, the magnitude, I use that word a lot, the magnitude of effect, the size of the effect that when you eat will have on the goal that you have and um, so I thought I would tie it in with this other question about eating after six or whatever and maybe also avoiding carbs or something someone said just just a quick I guess update so that you guys could let people know you know this is always time pointed so send them this time point after all of that boring rambling intro on what does when you eat matter for fat losses the like just little title I wrote down here, original. And specifically for fat loss, there's there's several elements here. You know, the, the one that's been mentioned about, you know, carbs after six is the big one. That's an age old, like why six? Why did that happen 6 p.m.? You know, why, why did that become the most famous time of day that you're not allowed to eat after? That's a very interesting conundrum, isn't it? But there's several other things in terms of fat loss, like the, I guess, the well-meaning idiot phrase is you know eat little and often it'll boost your metabolism or you should eat you know three meals and three snacks eating little and often keep your metabolism stoked (laughs) keep the metabolic fire stoked and it doesn't make any difference the the evidence is so so strong in this area i remember when i first trawled the research on this and was was taken aback at. There are some things in research where they're equivocal. There's two sides to the argument. There's different lines that you could maybe, like myself and and other 
evidence-based practitioners or people who read research and try and disseminate information, sometimes we take a slightly different view on that and how we, uh, you know, based on our own biases or based on our own understanding of the literature, or it, it just comes down sometimes to interpretation. But with like the whole little and often thing, it's unequivocal. And anyone saying otherwise just has no line of thinking other than, but that's what my level 3 PT tutor told me, or that's what my dietitian in the hospital told me, and it's like, oh my goodness. But yeah, the the most expensive, well, like all of them, as in, you know, I, I start going, all oh, the best studies show this. No, all of the studies, no other study shows anything else, but we, we've done the studies well with the most expensive doubly labeled water, this like isotope label, radioactively isotope, uh, labeled water and where we're able to really really accurately measure energy expenditure metabolism as you will um, you know metabolic rate I suppose is slightly more accurate than metabolism and you know rather than just getting like someone to lie down for an hour and then we test their it, you know these kind of things and the, the the studies have been amazing in terms of studying Oh, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. I believe it's around 11 or 13, you know, quote-unquote meals. It's really not. It's 11 to 13 time points of putting stuff in your mouth. Food, I mean. And um, comparing that to gorging, which I believe is one meal, you know, has been studied and there's no difference. You know, what what happens is is when we eat, it's really the the caloric value of the foods that we're eating and, and then a teeny tiny change dependent on which which macronutrients. So we know protein boosts metabolism a teeny bit more than protein, uh, than carbs and fat. The thermic effect of, fi- of food from the, the TEF from protein is higher. But, you know, we're not talking game-changingly different. But, you know, there is this advantage of protein. But, yeah, that you know, the amount of calories you eat, if you keep protein, carbs, and fat ratios consistent, you know, if you eat 3,000 calories, calories versus 2,000, the 3,000-calorie day will boost your metabolism more. Um, but it's not going to boost your metabolism more than 1,000 calories. You know, you can't... When people go, oh, you need to eat more to boost your metabolism, to lose weight, it, it, it doesn't make sense from a numbers game, you know, unless it starts helping you to actually adhere to what you say you were doing. Anyway, I'm going off topic. But the idea that little and often, really that just comes from observational studies. It, it, you know, basically it's just been observed that people who seemingly kind of had meals and snacks, and, you know, and there could be, uh, you know, 101 different reasons it could be. It's been tested and it doesn't seem to. And and in fact, now there's a, there's a study which intrigues me. And I suppose I, it intrigues me and I like it because I guess it maybe challenges my bias. No, it doesn't really challenge my bias. I don't have a huge bias here. It, it maybe challenges me because it, it goes, I guess, a little bit out on a limb and shows a benefit from a certain type of timing of meals as being beneficial. It's, it's a 2017 study. I, I don't know the author's name. It begins with K, but I can never say it. So I don't remember it. It's got an H in it and an L. <laughs> anyway, it's it's a, an advent, you know, it's an, in America, it's like a, based on uh, the, they called the Seventh Day Adventists Christian group. And, you know, just they have quite seemingly 
particular ways of eating and there's there's lot there's a few studies on them uh, i think they tend to be a mostly vegetarian community and so there's been some studies anyway it, essentially what this study showed i think it was a prospective observational study so we're not looking at any cause or effect here but essentially it was like yeah eat bigger meals earlier in the day split your breakfast and your lunch by like i think it was like 5 to 6 hours is probably a good idea maybe even don't eat dinner I, I feel like don't snack definitely was sort of one of the things have like an 18 hour fast and then over time this could be an effective strategy for minimizing weight gain so it didn't it's not talking about fat loss which is what the question on instagram was for me in terms of oh you won't mate you won't see your abs if you eat carbs and or food after six mate you, if you want to see the abs <laughs> you know a bit like it's like oh if you want hedge you know if you want the Wood louse, you know, like talking to my children. If you want the wood louse to come out of its shell, you need to stop poking it and just hold your hand real still and it'll come out. It's like if you stop eating carbs, your abs will poke their head out. Anyway, taking the mic. So, yeah, that Seventh-day Adventist study is is one that sort of alludes to this meal timing, like don't eat, eat later in the evening. But it's just... You know, there's there's good studies. I think Kaim K E I M is one. I, I can't remember what year the paper is. Let's go 2007. Sofer et al. That that's the policeman study that I've spoken about before when I talk about intermittent fasting. Don't know the year. I'm gonna guess tw- 2012. Uh, police police someone. I think my staff, if they read them, uh, listen to these. Like Billy and Amy have been listening to podcasts on the way to work. Sarah doesn't like listening to them, which uh, is offensive. <laughs> no, she doesn't like listening to academic stuff when she drives. Anyway, so you guys, if I've got those right, it's just cool, isn't it? When you just, you know, it's just a feeling. I've got no idea particularly of what years it is, but you see them on, you deliver slides sometimes, and and the re- we do our references like really small in the bottom of the corner. And like some of our lectures, like the last time I delivered a lecture on this was years, you know, three to six years ago, maybe. Anyway, sorry. The point being is these studies in the in the policeman uh, study, I police person. I think they were policemen. <laughs> they divided. They massively front loaded their calories: big breakfast and lunch, small dinner, or small breakfast, big lunch and dinner, and compared the fat loss and actually found um, greater fat loss, I believe, or weight in the larger evening meals and we talk about some of this stuff on MNU and and realistically we talk it's about being pragmatic with the client that is in front of you at the time there isn't enough evidence to go front loading or back loading is important I, I I talk about this idea that actually maybe just having a meal somewhere in the day where you just don't massively jam in a boatload of carbs not necessarily from a calorie reduction point of view either but just you know i I often talk about this idea uh, of transient benefits of things like keto transient benefits of low carb and then this would be like a transient benefit of just a a short period without boatloads of carbs in the system and once someone's super healthy and exercising loads and got perfectly balanced diet blah 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 these things just they just all of the benefits just seemingly dissipate but if you've got a person who's not hugely active maybe has been in a calorie surplus you know a very small calorie surplus in the long term gaining weight over time just these things might help them in the short term 
Um, and, and you see this in the studies, um, different health impacts. And if I do a thing about does matter when you eat for your health, I'll talk about some of these studies. But certainly with regards to fat loss, you know, meal, meal frequency doesn't matter. Little, you know, meal timing is just seemingly irrelevant. And this idea that, you know, if you eat carbs at night, you'll, you know, if you don't burn them off, they'll be stored as fat. Like, I go back to my episode, I can't remember which one it is, but you literally almost can't do that. They'll be burnt off or they'll be stored. It's it just, you can't be storing carbohydrates easily, de novo lipogenesis. Go listen to the episode. I, I do a great job of explaining. I even got people being nice on YouTube, which is a feat. I should get some kind of platinum medal from YouTube because of people being nice in YouTube comments on that episode but anyway so realistically when people go cut carbs out of your evening meal and don't eat carbs after this time or don't eat anything after a certain time it's just a way of time restricting people's eating and they eat fewer calories and they might lose fat and therefore it just becomes this oh see i've proven it it's like no you just weren't able to control the variables which is that your energy intake or energy balance has changed and you know what i'm going to leave it there i'll 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 get, I'll compile a load of these different references that I've mentioned, put them into show notes as ever, martin-mcdonald.com forward slash EP, whatever this will be, EP 75, 70, whatever it's going to be. And you can get all of those, read them if you're interested in geeking out. Otherwise, share this round to help people so they're not misled. If your personal trainer ever tells you these things, send them this episode to please educate yourself. You should probably do MNU. MNU enrollments are coming up soon, July. Is it June or July? for September's intake, if if you're thinking of doing that. Anyway, I hope that's been helpful. It's Friday night, it's quarter to 8 p.m. I should probably go have some dinner, stop working. I hope it's been helpful. Thank you so much for your reviews of the podcast. I still see them coming in. If you fancy going and leaving one, that would be much appreciated. Until next time, much love.